I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. You're listening to Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Sponsored by Treeball Soft Mints. Absolute Radio. OK, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'm with Emily and Gareth. Hi, Frank. Good morning. Hmm, that's it. You see, I've established that. Our guest um, today is um, it's Ed Byrne. He's always on a steady course. Talk to Mr. Ed. <laughs> I'm going to talk to him. <laughs> if you give me a chance, i just got to get Is he going to uh, turn up this time? Oh, yeah, because he didn't turn up last time, did he? It was, uh, I think he fell at the third hurdle. Oh, no, that was that, <laughs> Mr. Ed. Um, now, Ed Byrne uh, was in a ditch. He got stuck time. in a ditch. Yeah, we, oh, I hope, hopefully he'll tell us all about that. Yeah. Unless, of course, it was made up, in which case he'll just look sheepish and that'll be a bit He'll difficult. be able to make something up. I don't want further, Mr. Ed to look sheepish. That'd be a terrible <laughs> animal amalgam. I say amalgam. Anyway, if you want to text us about anything at all, and I mean anything... Um, on eight, on eight twelve fifteen, you can do that. Mm. I say eight twelve fifteen. Case, get your pencils and papers ready, and I'll read that out again later. Do people still get their pencils and papers ready? I used to do it on Blue Peter all the time. But when your auntie had to leave the room because they was going to show you what they were going to make as a present for them, do you remember that? Mm. No, they're on their iPads now, love. Oh no, it's all changed. What well, aunties? Not aunties now. They're not on iPads, are they? Do me a favour, love. Aunties on iPads. That's a good name for a band. <laughs> Write that down, <laughs> Gareth. Will you? What a week I've had. I say, what a week I've had. What I, have you um, done? I've been, um, I've been pushing crisps. Oh, not these crisps again. <laughs> oh, God. I've, I've That's had all do... you do these days. I oh, know. It's taken over my life. I, I admit that. I, um, I had to do a load of interviews about crisps. And, you know, there's a... I, I mean, I've got my limitations of what I have to say about I'll say. <laughs> yeah. So I had a few, like, you know, comical remarks up my sleeve. Got them out of the way about 30 seconds in. Yeah. I spoke to a man from the Birmingham Evening Mail who at one point, in all seriousness, said to me, what strain of potato do walkers use? <laughs> <laughs> well, I felt, I, I, mean, I felt he'd put me on the spot somewhere. He would a bit said, question time on get, you. Get this. I said to him, well, I've always assumed it was King Edwards. I mean, what a complete <laughs> what? <laughs> I've never assumed it. I've never even... Who cares about it? But I, I, I had to sound like I was there. So were you doing the interviews? It was you, Jimmy Carr... Al Murray yes. and with Stephen Fry. No, Stephen Fry didn't. He didn't. Why wasn't he there? Well, I don't know. He had a special dispensation. I mean, he's, he's revising Wikipedia. I Why think, doesn't uh, he turn up? Yes, you know, he's reciting <laughs> from memory Wikipedia. No, he's. I don't know. I think he has a because you're a national treasure. You don't have to do interviews. Apparently. Oh right. dear. Yeah, him and Betty Boothroyd. Same person. What do you think? <laughs> Yeah. Um, Excellent. What else? Who else did I, I do? I did. Uh, so you did Birmingham Evening Mount. Now that was that was preaching to the choir, really, though, wasn't it? I should say, by the way, in case anyone's uh, new listeners, I like to think that there are new listeners some some weeks. You know, maybe if somebody, um, maybe if they're a hostage, <laughs> and yeah. uh, and they can't uh, reach, can't reach, and the, the kidnappers of uh, they listen to this on a regular yeah. basis. So this person, thinks, well, I've never heard this before. Um, Chained to something. I'm oh. doing. I'm doing a thing for Comet Relief where I, I I have my own crisp flavour and I'm up against three other comedians and, and it's who sells the most crisps. Well, two really. The other one never turns up. Well, anyway, I'm, I'm, and would he you've got anti a comedian or? More so we've all got our. So I've got these Frank roasting yeah. crisps. Is the thing in, in the tradition of um, um, salt and linica. 
Oh, yeah. Remember those? So, a crisp that that features your name. Um, Smokey Beckham, they had as well, didn't they? they? Oh, yeah, I've gotten those. The David Seaman ones, they didn't sell. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't sell. They were were gone before they were on the market almost. So, um. So I did. I tell you, what I got interviewed by. Um, okay. Uh, oh no, I tell you, what, I, I, I um, love it magazine. Do you ever? Do you read that? Em? No, I like hate it. No, I do. <laughs> I that, do. You should edit hate I'd it love magazine. To. I've got the first few cover stars lined up, just waiting. <laughs> oh, is that? Um, they, did they launch that at Bitchfest? <laughs> no, I know. Love it, Frank. It's kind of. It's a ladies' magazine, a weekly. And it's things like, um, yeah, I, I know the sort of headlines. They have all those kind of quite shouty cover lines. I know it well. Mm. Okay, well, My anyway. boyfriend exploded in the bar. Exactly. The enemy between yeah, my can, legs. Can you save that to later? <laughs> Sorry. Your personal experience is <laughs> So go on, love it. So I, so I was interviewed by a lady from Love It, and um, she was actually, was, she was smashing. She was a sort of a Stacey Solomon type. Did she uh, write for smashing as well? Wow, she gets around. Um... <laughs> No, it wasn't. <laughs> Sorry. It's all right. Um, so she she took her... To, she had a, a hat with her, a, a sort of a black sequined hat, and she said, mm. I'd like you to draw three words out of this and then come up with a joke based on those three words. It's quite difficult. Oh. Oh, yeah. And I thought what summed up... Um, perhaps love it more than any other thing is that I noticed the label on the hat said River Island. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, well, I think we should try it anyway. Okay. So yeah. I've, I've got, I don't have a hat, I have a plastic container which formerly, I think, had mini heroes in it. Oh. And I don't mean John Burko. <laughs> and uh, and uh, we'll see if, if if we can all do it. You're looking worried, Em. Oh, I don't like it, but you're a professional comic. It's going to be all right. Don't go, don't go all Jenny and Claire on the jungle. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be fine. Frank Skinner. Yeah, so this this thing, um, Love It magazine, she gave me... I had to pick three. I, I have, I have <gasps> this. This is me rattling the things in case you're worried. Oh, uh, can I be the Debbie McGee role here? Um, well, certainly. I think you've got just about... Oh, what does that... OK. So what do I do, Frank? So I'm going to pick out... There are pieces of paper in this tub. So you pick out three words. You can read them out one at a time. OK. So first word. And we've got to, we've got to incorporate these words into a joke. OK. It can so be an old joke or a new joke. Word number one is coming up shortly. OK. Coming up shortly. No, no, you it's a phrase. shut up. It's I'm trying phrase. to read oh, the right. words. You've got to do silence I and read the words. If well. this was where we find out that Emily's illiterate. <laughs> <laughs> She's gone away with it by a series nothing. of bluffing tactics and now I'll put her on the spot. That would be so... Nothing to be ashamed of. Nothing to be ashamed of, Just no. put a picture of a handbag. Just put a picture of a handbag. <laughs> Go on, fire away. All right, Andy. Um, do you want to hear... Andy Gray, do you want to hear the first one? OK. Texas. Texas? Yeah. Texas. True, that's a bit difficult, isn't it? Can exactly. I say that Emma, our um, producer, is, has put these <laughs> words in? She's trying that's to bring us down. <laughs> I don't think she is, yeah. What's that for? You an offer from Capital. <laughs> <laughs> Word number two? Yes. Is king. Texas king. Oh, this is very hard. I'm glad I'm not a comic. True, this is virtually impossible. <laughs> Word number three? Is... Uh, Kidney. You're joking. No. <laughs> Texas King and Kidney, and we've got to do a joke yeah. based on that. Texas King and Kidney. And Kidney. 
Do you- so, um, so Martin Luther King was doing a speech in Texas. Yes. Um, and they Don't said- this has to be a joke, not a sentence. <laughs> You're always saying that to me. I oh, know, yeah, but um, and, and, no and someone says, um, <laughs> "Someone says, how are your kidneys?" And he goes, "I don't know, but I have a spleen." Oh, I, I, hey. think, that, that, I think that's oh, fabulous. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if I, if I dare take it. I on. think that's pretty good. You did that so quick. It's the quickness of the man. Oh dear. <laughs> I'm buzzing, it's incredible. So I was in um, Texas home store. <laughs> oh, that'd be more like it. Um, in the in the uh, in the awful section, <laughs> you know the awful section. And I saw um, King, you know King, who used to the sort of eighties um, pop star. Oh, Paul King. Paul King. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was just King at the time. Yeah. You don't know him? No, I do. Ah. Well, then you won't know about person. his transplant um, dilemma. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't imagine. What yeah. Was. <laughs> and uh, he said, uh, oh, he said, with his sl- slightly pseudo-neuromantic manner, <laughs> he said to me, um, uh, are, you, uh, are you selling awful? And I said, yes, um, Paul. I, th- I, I thought it was time I could move on to the Christian name. <laughs> and he said, I'm, I'm in a bit of trouble. I said, uh, I'll come back to it. Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I, that, I, I don't think I can follow. I think I have to accept that you... It's Now it's your show. Oh, really? That you've, oh, you oh, win. We'd have no. to change seats and everything. Um, okay, well, um... So, what's next? Let's um, talk about... Um, please carry on, Frank. I can't, <laughs> I can't do it. Oh, well, I mean, I tried. I tried to hand it <laughs> over. You did. Oh, God. I hope, I hope Egypt goes better than this with a handover. <laughs> okay, so, um... Well, I, th- I think that was a special moment. I think we should try. It's the hardest words although, I've ever heard. They were hard. I realise now, because yeah. me, me and the producer had a bit of a row last weekend, and I realise now <gasps> oh, she's. Don't talk about the row! <laughs> oh, she no. she said to Gareth, well, these share. are the words. <laughs> <laughs> don't mention the row. Okay, well, I'm not supposed to mention the row. Don't overshare. Oh, okay. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank, we've had a correctione oh. in. I see. Uh, would you like to hear it? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> so also this. No, week. Frank. I'm oh, going to read it to you. Okay. Uh, in your opening link, you used the phrase "par example." We've had a text in saying it is exemplary gratia if you're about to give an example, not par example. Up the baggies, Dave West Bromwich. Well, now there's. <laughs> I, I find myself torn in many directions. I love the fact that an Albion fan from West Bromwich is uh, correcting me on my Latin. But I was doing it, um, I was speaking French. Yes, mm. he's confusing it there, you He's see. thinking EG, isn't he? Exactly, but, Frank. But, but you can say, I'm right, you can say par exemple. It's, fr- it's French. the French equivalent. Dave, you're Latin obsessed. <laughs> he's the one, he starts a lot of Latin chants yeah. at the Albion. And, it, uh, which, you know, normally I like. You went for the living language, he went for the dead one. But, hey, that's all right. Mm. I mean, look, you know, Montaigne was brought up, you know, first two years of his life when he was, he was only allowed to speak Latin and all the servants had to speak Latin to him and stuff like that, so he grew up with it as his native language. Mm. So wow. this is absolute radio, in case you're <laughs> thinking, what is this? I've accidentally tuned into Bamba Gascoigne FM. <laughs> let's, let's drag it back to the real world. I, um... Um, yeah, I got interviewed by OKTV. OK oh, yeah. 
Now, I don't I've know if you know this. That. If you don't know this, I, I don't want to break it to you too suddenly, but live from Studio 5 has gone. What? From Channel 5. Oh. Gone. And uh, it's been replaced by OK TV. Oh. So I got introduced, uh, interviewed rather, by a guy called. Now, what was he called? He's a very. Matt Johnson. Is that. Oh, you knew this? Yeah, I know who he is. I know he's doing OK TV. Oh, yeah, he's a very handsome young. Pretty, I would say. A pretty Welshman. Pretty. Yeah. Pretty Welshman? Yeah. Wow. He looks like a brilliant edit of Rob Brydon. <laughs> <laughs> a really. You know, they got the hair right, <laughs> they took away the shotgun blast. <gasps> it really looks oh, handsome version. That's so accurate. <laughs> um, and um, and he's doing it with Denise Van Uten. Oh yeah, you were so, admiring her legs only the other week. Well, I, I, not in a in a in a sexist way. Can I okay. point that out? God, don't you start? I got interviewed by the Guardian. Don't you this start? Do me a favour, love. <laughs> I got interviewed by the Guardian this week, and the journalist said, "So anyway, why why do you hate women?" Is that was that opening gambit? Oh man, it was the opening gambit. They softened me up first, but I mean, what a <laughs> question! Just I mean, let's start a list. Well, I mean, it's a big question, isn't it? <laughs> Did you produce yeah. a photograph of me? <laughs> Luckily, I had, a, I, had a, I had a wall chart. <laughs> no, I, I was I was upset by such an accusation, but what can you do? Was it a female reporter or was it a male one? Sexist. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's one of those robot ones you used to get on the telly. It's a, remember, you used to sit in a computer, you used to ask people questions. Oh, like yeah. Some kids oh, I love that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was the best ever. Yeah, so that was... Uh, I'm starting to think... So they've got very, very good-looking people on OK TV, mm. is what I'm mm. saying. And, you know, the, the another normal formula is that you have a, a less attractive older bloke and then a pretty young girl. I don't know what you're talking about. That's the TV <laughs> presenting idea. So you get a sense of authority and, mm. and, and beauty. I'm, I'm all for the just going for the beauty, personally. Mm. I was watching Andrew mm. Neil, who I've met, and he was a nice man. Do you know him there? Oh, I used to work for him. Yeah, I was watching him on the telly this week, and I think he's had something... He's interfered with his hairline in some manner. And I was looking at his hair, and I started to feel terribly anxious <laughs> about the whole... Yeah, about death, <laughs> about the whole thing, you know. Um, decay, and I don't get that when I look at Matt Johnson. I just, you know, I, th I think, oh, you know, blossoming youth. I know what you mean. So, you know, I don't know if it's the way forward. In an ideal world, you can have a bit of both. Paxman, he ticks all the boxes. Well, I'm not sure about him either. Oh he looks. There's a there's a hint in in the look of him, of of the big bird type. Of, <laughs> you know what I mean? I imagine there's, uh, if you went, if it panned down, there'd be two enormous talons. <laughs> link, you know the crossbar you get on a chair, mm. that, where you, sometimes you rest your, your, your heels? Two enormous talons hooked into that. And as the questions get more ferocious, I can imagine them slightly flinching and unflinching. Mm. I'm not saying that that's a factual thing, but I, that's no. what I've always imagined about, about Paxman. <laughs> Oh, it's been a funny old morning in many ways, but, you know, I'm enjoying it in my own little way. Mm. I tell you, comedy's not as difficult as you might think, though. I was watching Hello, Hello this week. Oh, yeah. And mm. the man who... The English man who pretends to be French said Isn't to, that all of them? Yeah. <laughs> no, but the one who's <laughs> deliberately an English... You know, the one with the big moustache? Mm. It's oh, like yeah. hiding out. I'll say this only once. No, not him. Oh. No, this oh, the one... Know. You'll know what I mean when I say... He said... The policeman. He said, don't get your knockers in a twast. Mm. <laughs> and it got a round of applause from the studio <laughs> audience. Oh, dear. So I'm very easily pleased, that lot. I found it very heartening that, um, you know, I've been wasting all these times over the years working away at gags <laughs> when I could just say, don't get your knockers in a twast. <laughs> 
That is funny. It's just coming up with it. It is. It's the best thing. If only the three words that came out of the hat was knockers, twas, and don't, I could have brought the house down. But the moment's gone. You have to live with that. Oh, I tell you, I've got me new shower in. Oh, it's always a bit you? of a... Sp- I've been longing for the new shower for a while because what I've been operating on is one of those where it, the thing's on, a, on like a, a, a bendy, tubey thing and, and it's just hooked on the wall. Oh, and I, I know. thought, well, I want a proper fixed one like you get in a hotel. Mm. Mm. So I got the man in and it was all there looking lovely and I thought, oh, I can't wait to get in that shower. I got in. Do you know, I could not get the water above lukewarm. Oh, I can't bear that, and that phone. Is, oh, man. I was going to say there's nothing worse, but that could be this week's phone in what's worse. <laughs> that. And there's probably loads of stuff. But from a domestic bliss point of view, mm. having yeah. a lukewarm shower. Oh, it's horrible. I mean, it's prison conditions. And also, he hasn't put a, a soap dish holder. I mean, come on. Well, you don't use soap still, do you? I hate soap. You don't use soap? What do you oh, mean? What do you do? Just stand and I hope for the best. I use a moisturising body wash, thank oh, you. No. Soap's a bit Edwardian Borstal. <laughs> I'm not you putting that anywhere near I like me. a bit of Edwardian Borstal first thing <laughs> in the morning. Yeah, I, no, I am. Um, I'll tell you what, though. I, we've got it mended now. We've got the hot water. Don't, but the thing is just, it's uh, on the ceiling of the shower, there's just this enormous circular shower head. Mm. So there's not much gap around the side where there isn't water. So I, when I'm soaping up, you don't want to be soaping up directly under the shower because it just rinses straight off. So I'm pinned against the wall. It's, it's become like Mission Impossible. <laughs> I'm pinned against the wall, avoiding the, uh, the killer rays. The, the corner yeah, of the shower. Just, just in the corner, just trying to get to all those little things before I go back in for me hot rinse. And you like a good scrub. We've already established oh, this. I love a good scrub. That's what it's all about. You spend a while on the feet, don't yeah, you? In- individual toe gaps. Yeah. I do all that. I've started doing my ears in recent months. Excellent. I say I've started doing my ears. <laughs> you all looked at me like that was some. That's a good thing, Sheila. Yeah, but and also I've 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 decided now that my sofa is too far from the telly. Oh, I don't know if my eyes are... It's in the shower. <laughs> it is, yeah. Anyway, I went to a Graceland's mm. and I spoke to one of the people who worked there, you know, where Elvis lived. Mm. And he had a... He used to have, like, a black uh, PVC... Not PVC, just whatever chairs... What are chairs that aren't leather made out of? That stuff oh. that looks like leather but isn't. Plastic. Leatherette. Leatherette, we'll call it Vinyl, let's go with vinyl. Well, it's not really... Anyway, that stuff. He had a black chair in the shower towards the end when, when standing up was a bit of a... And he used to sit in there on like a... Not like a garden <laughs> furniture, but like a big upholstered armchair in oh. the shower. And, and they said it started to get all mould growing on it and stuff, and he just sat on it anyway. How absolutely marvellous. The thing is, without the soap dish, though, yeah. do you not find this? If you put soap directly on the surface, well, I did it the other morning because oh, there was yeah. no soap dish. I just put it on the floor. I couldn't pick it up the next day. No, I couldn't. I needed a crowbar. <laughs> <laughs> what I need is that that one of the great master strokes of British design, the label on the imperial leather. Oh yeah. So you get a, a tiny. Almost like a little plinth, a mini plinth. Oh, is that what that's for? Of course. What do you think it was for? Well, I thought it was decorative. Oh, don't be ridiculous. So you put it face down on that? Yeah. Oh, Oh, Frank, that's made me very nostalgic for imperial leather. I might go and buy some after this. 
Yeah. Other soaps mm. I love it. Does that qualify as an idiotic Eureka moment? <laughs> you never <laughs> realised that the label. Have you never noticed that the bit behind the. I tell you what, it forms a kind of a kitten heel on the yes, soap. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Frank on radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Ed Byrne has just entered the building. It's a bit of an exciting moment. He's always on a steady course. Talk to Mr. Ed. And we'll be talking to Mr. Ed after the <laughs> after the news. So, um, still Frank Skinner, in case you were getting optimistic. Um, and we were talking about those little things, those little things that spoil the domestic bliss. And I don't have a soap tray in my show, and that's what I was talking about. Mm. Might not seem like a big thing to you, but um, I, I was wondering if I could go soap on a rope. That seemed to solve... Do they still exist? Well, they do, and do you know how I know that? Because that was my Christmas present last year from my niece. But was it real or was it ironic? <laughs> it was a stig, um, the stig from Top Gear. Oh, OK. Well, well that's formerly a of Top well, Gear. That's a collector's item. Well, exactly, yeah. before he did his kiss and tell. Was it masked or unmasked? It was masked. What would have been brilliant is if it had the full-face helmet and then as you used it, the face <laughs> of the uh, of the bloke emerged. Yeah. Well, now he's out of work, you can actually get him to be in your bath on a rope and... Wash you and stuff. Well, give him another six months. He'll be on a rope in his own shower. <laughs> oh, and, um... I, um... <laughs> sorry. Go on, come on. You, you, I like that. You are going to take up the whole thing. Gonna, I was going to try and, um... Hmm. I, um... My domestic thing is that I insist on... Is I don't mind it being really messy, but if there's mess on the bed... Mess? What do you mean? <laughs> That's disgusting. I should I mean, say just that like um, stuff left Gareth around. breeds Alsatians. He's <laughs> got 23 in the house. No, I mean just if like... If there's mess on the bed, I'm not happy, but that's not, that's not strict. <laughs> if there's mess on the bed, I'm delighted. I don't mean that sort of mess. I mean, like, just stuff left around. Oh, I see. Stuff. Clothes. <laughs> Clothes. Oh. Debris. Debris. Mm. Um, Christmas decorations. Because, you know, if, however messy it is, at least you can go to bed... Yes. But if you, there's stuff on the bed, then you can't go to bed. You've got to tidy the bed first. Yes. And that gets me down. I can understand that. Also, um, our front door seems to... It's a bungalow, and there's no, there's no like, step. There's no... Usually there's some sort of threshold on the floor. If you wanted steps, don't move to a bungalow. <laughs> That's my advice. <laughs> no, but there's usually some sort of rim or something, or a frame... And mm. it's just like flat, so leaves come into our hallway. There's no frame a on lot your of door. Leaves. Well, there's no, there's no thing that rises it's up. That you have to step a over. Bungalow, not a cave. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit like a cave because it's just like a flat. Leaves come under the door. No, they come when you open the door. They come in. They blow oh. in. Do they really? Oh. Nice. Well, I hope they don't get on the bed. That'd be a double whammy. <laughs> <laughs> I, re- I, um, I left. Um, I went. Um, to get the train, and I accidentally left the front door open the other day, and Laura said... Now, I know for a fact that there is a note on your door as you leave that says things like, don't forget your keys, take your wallet... Shut the door. Make sure you've got those two mittens on a string. Yeah. You left the door open. So having read all that, you then left the door open. Was your baby inside the door. at the time? No, no one was They there. couldn't find it for leaves. <laughs> well, that, when Laura came home, just the whole hallway was... Oh, she wasn't even in the house. No, she she just the left house. the door wide open. Like, I left open. in the morning. What about yeah. security concerns? She left it wide open. <laughs> wide open <laughs> in the morning. Yeah, but Frankie lives in Bomo, so there's no theft there. There must be some theft in Bournemouth, surely. I'm, I think I lost a pair of Espera deals in 1984 there. <laughs> Well, I looked on that new police website and there was um, a antisocial behaviour down the road from us, but that's about it. 
Yeah. Well, you're tempting that person, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to get that person back inside. Let's leave the door open. Let's see how that goes. <laughs> Tomorrow, I'll put some money on the windowsill. Probably tidy so. up. If you've got anything, little tiny domestic things that get on your nerves, you know, mm. feel free to uh, text in on 812.15. I'll say 812.15 because, you know, we like to feel this show is interactive. Mm. Well, actually, Frank, we've had a tweet... In and a this tweet, is, yes, a tweet. It's a big Very interesting. Century, isn't well, it? exactly. Is it Stephen Fry? No, he's revising <laughs> Wikipedia. I told you. Oh, yeah, of course. This is from Lydia in Brighton. Lydia, oh Lydia, that encyclopedia, <laughs> oh Lydia, the tattooed lady. Is it her? I don't know if she's a tattooed lady, but she Let's says, hope so. "Hey, Melinda Gareth, could you ask Frank for his cowboy puppet script? I want to make it indie styly." Now, that's a reference to your oh. TV show featuring puppets. That My you rejected uh, <laughs> puppets. I mean, yes, I, had, I have a theory that there shouldn't be any human beings on television at all, that everything should be done with puppets. Right. <laughs> I honestly think this was make telly better, certainly cheaper. Mm. So I wrote a, a cowboy um, puppet show called Cactus Creek, which was rejected out of hand, can I say. Uh, well, she wants to make it in an indie way. What does that mean? Oh, I don't know. Like, um, it was cowboys. Like Native Americans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was some Native, there was Native Americans in it. I remember yeah, there was a joke about <laughs> Sitting Bull having an enormous uprising. Well, no. <laughs> and I said, really? You must be 60. <laughs> or something like that. I, said, I haven't read it for a long time. She's an animator, Frank. So oh, she's yeah, an animator. Yeah. Well, that's exciting, isn't so it? There you go. Well, yeah. well, you there was also a joke question. about being plum tuckered, I remember. It's something the cowboys, I'm plum tuckered. And it was a debate about whether that was a dessert or not. It wasn't, it wasn't that good, as you may have guessed. <laughs> this is one of what I can remember, and I, and I doubt I'm remembering the bad stuff. Frank, John and Finchley, the domestic things that annoy me are called kids. Oh, I'm loving John. that. I'm loving that, John. With you, uh, This is the song for you, then. Mm. How perfect is this? This is um, Arcade Fire, City with No Children. <laughs> You're listening to Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio, the softest, mintiest show in town. Sponsored by Tree Bar Soft Mints. Absolute Radio. We've had lots of domestic texts. We have. We've got one in from... Well, he's actually rena- remained anonymous. Mm. And he says, I have two girls, three if you include my wife. And the toothpaste round the sink and rim of the tube drives me crazy. Plus, leaving empty loo rolls on the roller thingy is another pet hate. Yes, well, I, I, can't, I don't quite understand says, the toothpaste well, then he the says, sink. I just hope that through their silliness, they're not making me OCD. <laughs> I like their silliness. <laughs> well, this is a man at the end of his tether, isn't I know. I was go- he's he's going to go. He's going to go a bit mental. That one, I think. Mm. We've had a um, text from Trish in Reading. Annoying domestic things are random things that I put on the stairs until I find a home for them. E.g. nail varnish, one sock, tube of insect bite cream, a duster. Tube of insect Eld- bite cream. Elderly relative. Elderly <laughs> relatives. You don't have that problem, that frog, Gareth. That yeah. frog halfway up the stairs. <laughs> See, Frank, yeah, he's got bungalow so it doesn't affect him. No, exactly. What, See, what do you leave your th- on the bed? <laughs> on the bed. Yeah. I put things on the stairs, actually, that are going to go upstairs, and I think, oh, well, when you? I'm passing, I'll gather these yeah. and yeah. take them with me. Well, you don't want to be up downstairs all day. Yeah. But um, if you step on them on the stairs, that's really dangerous. Yes. Well, I, I mean, I, when I say leave things on the stairs, I mean, say, not so much a, a roller skate. Yeah. <laughs> not so much that. More like, you know, breathing apparatus for when I wake up first thing in the morning. <laughs> 
Um, we've had a text in from Andrew in Bishop Stortford. My domestic thing... Stortford, I think they call it in Bishop Stortford. Oh, do they? Yeah, they, they, they've they dropped the bishops. Oh, have they? Oh, oh God, yeah. I don't know their vernacular. Um, my domestic thing, leaving the TV or radio volume on a number that's not a multiple of two or five, even right. if it's too loud or quiet. Oh, he's my kind of man, I like multiple him. Multiple of two or five? Yeah. Yeah, so three would be out. Do you see? Three. So it can't be on Seven. three, it has to be on one of the... It's a kind okay. of Rain Man thing, and mm. I like it in him. I like that, you see, mm. because that's someone who's... who's they've, they've embraced the OCD thing. Mm. So uh, respect to Mondo. And um, Pete, oh, from I said that three times. <laughs> I carry on. Pete from North, North Yorkshire. Doesn't matter how many spare coat hangers there are. My missus hangs coats, handbags, anything on the doorknob so that you can't get in anywhere without having to move the item, whatever it is. Oh, I do that. Yeah. Mm. Do you know that happened to me this very morning? Did it? Because I went to the toilet, mm. and obviously everyone's asleep in our house. Um, I don't know if you know, but I live with my girlfriend. Oh, well, not married. And um, <laughs> um, and now her sister. Um, lives with us as well. <laughs> so in the morning, I have to be very quiet. So I don't want to wake either of them. Oh, so um, I went into the toilet and I thought, well, I'll close the door. This is the other thing about having the sister living there. You have to close the door when you get to the toilet. Yeah. Mm. Normally, I wouldn't bother with the girlfriend. Oh, yeah. But um, I, cl- I did it because you know, I wanted to muffle the sound. I mean, it was a it was well, a standing up, it was a standing there? up standing up toilet. But even so, you know. Oh. Um, but. Uh, I could. I, there's too many things hanging on the door. On coat hang, on coat hangers, then on the door handle. Oh. Pete says um, I, he made a piece of wood with various knobs on it. Like he made coat- a piece of wood. Yeah. Is he- God. <laughs> <laughs> and like with all lots of hooks and coat hangers on. And she said, "What is that?" As she hung her coat on a door handle. Well, mm-hmm. Pete is not being fully appreciated. No. You know, maybe it's time to think about couple counselling. <laughs> what do you think? Hmm. No, go straight for divorce. Wow. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> we only have this This is Frank Skinner. Absolute. Radio. Magnificent. The Fall, A Lie Dream of Casino Soul, and Ed Byrne has arrived this time. <laughs> He's actually here, yes. In case in case you're a new listener, um, Ed was uh, due on, or oh, must have been six months ago now. <laughs> yeah, was it that long? I think it was even longer ago than that. And all we heard was that you're in a ditch. That's yeah. what we were told. <laughs> Stuck in a ditch. I can tell you exactly when it was. It was October of 2009. It was actually that long ago. <laughs> True. And I remember it distinctly because I was looking forward to coming in because I got a new car and it was going to be my first time driving my new car. I thought that was going to be a compliment to the show. Yeah. No, but yeah. I was looking forward to the drive it was a to Jeremy the show. Clarkson type of <laughs> in my new car. Okay. And my new car sank in my own, just outside my own driveway uh, because of a burst pipe. And the car Sack- act- actually, and it, I was really annoyed because I was up in time, in plenty of time to enjoy the drive. Yes. And and I pulled out the um But it was the drive. drive that let you down. Yeah, exactly. And I <laughs> sank. And then, but it was really, because we were phoning, my, my wife phoned and, and said, oh, we can't come because his car has sunk. Yeah. <laughs> like, Which does sound a bit of a weird excuse. It does sound like a very odd excuse. But he even said, have you not got another car that he could drive? And I, we do have another car that I could, but I couldn't get it out of the driveway because my car was blocking the that drive. Was, that was me that said, have you not was, got another car? Exactly. <laughs> Which was quite that would never have occurred to me that people <laughs> have, have a second car. car. <laughs> but it's funny, when my wife turned to me, it's quite presumptuous. Do you not have a second car? <laughs> I mean, we do. Well, just just assume it. Uh, but I couldn't, we couldn't get the second car out of the drive. See, when the they first said car was ditch, the drive. 
I thought they meant one of those ditches like what you get in the country. I thought yes. you'd gone off the road. That's what I no, thought happened. No, because then we were listening as well. And we heard you say, oh, apparently he's broken down. <laughs> oh, no, he's not broken down. Apparently he's in a ditch. <laughs> this is turning into a 1970s farce. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but well, no, it made you sound like a, some sort of reckless character who <laughs> drove across. I had to get the A8 to come and pull me out of my own driveway. <laughs> And even they, like, came and went, oh, uh, they had to go away and get another lorry that was more the equal to the task. That was the, the ditch-pulling-out lorry as opposed to a simple tow truck. Actually, sunk into your own drive, that's a terrible way to go. Yeah, well. I, you know, brand-new car, and, you know, I'm sure it didn't do the underside of it any good either. Anyway. So that was my tale of woe. Well, I'm glad you made it this time. And did you, are you still driving that car? Still driving that car, yeah. Oh, it goes well, back. It was, a risk. It was yeah. a risk this morning. <laughs> I bet you were glad to see it above surface when you looked out the front window. I've had it fitted with a periscope, just in case. <laughs> uh, Marvellous. So you... And you, By the way, I, I, the drive is quite a long drive because I live out near Bishop Stortford, which what? I heard you talking about Stortford, just a second ago. Stortford, you mean? We, I call it Stortford. My wife calls it B. Stortford. Yeah, is that because she doesn't like it? Yeah. She just, I don't know why she does that, but that's, we live directly between Bishop Stortford and Saffron Walden. Do you know what she calls Saffron Walden? Go on. I'm almost ashamed of this. Go on. Saffers. How middle class is that? Oh. Saffers. Saffers. I don't like Saffers. I'm going to go to Saffers. Stop calling it that! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, lovely. Saffers. I'm I'm liking it. Maybe we can reduce all the great towns of My Britain. wife has a bunch of quite middle class sort of phrases that I have to just beat out of her. She sounds she, lovely. I like yeah. the sound of her. Is she middle class or has she had elocution lessons? No, she's a farmer's daughter. But oh, she, okay. she, she has a lot of middle class friends. And uh, she like, um, that's right up my strasse. I can't be getting on with that at all. Well, I have, I she's, had to, I, she's had to stop saying that one. <laughs> that sounds right up my strasse. I do use no. the phrase strasse. That's yeah. my favourite phrase. I will, I will not have it in the house. Oh, but you're, you're strict. You're very strict. <laughs> yeah, but then, you know, it's, it's all it's give and take. Do you say what about you and stuff like that, um, that Irish thing? No, but, but I, I'm not allowed to call things yokes. That's one. What? That's one. Yeah, what? we we in Ireland we we, look at, we something that you can't remember the name of, or yeah. just want to say that thing. You'd say that yoke. Oh, that thing of me, Bob. Yeah, yoke for thing of me, Bob. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that annoys her, so that's that's had to go by the wayside. So you know, it is. It's give and take. Did you say the car sunk into the drive? So it has. <laughs> Did you say that? <laughs> that's what I want to know. Sure, and the car has sunk into the drive. <laughs> so it has. So it has. <laughs> there you go. Give and take. Frank Skinner. Ed Burns with us. Ed Byrne is about to go on tour on mm. the second of March for a long time. How many mm. how many dates is it? If you it's, count uh, it? it's 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 between fifteen sixty on on just this leg. It's March, April, May, and then I'll take June, July off, and then Edinburgh in August, and then back on tour September, October, November. So that's a proper tour. Properly, you know, you know yourself. Though writing the jokes is the easy part. It's, it's a hard part. Once yes. they're written, you want to go out and tell them Exactly, to that's so, the exciting yes. bit, yes. And the, no. main, the main themes of the show are Texas, uh, Kings <laughs> and Kidneys. Now, uh, if only you'd been here earlier. It, really? Why? What oh, happened? Well. <laughs> now, I hate it when that happens. You say, that would have been so perfect. Oh, it's gone. Let's just let it go. <laughs> 
So I should I should say that um, just for the sake of um, bookkeeping, that if you go to www.edburn.com, www.www.apparently the three W's now. I can't. It's, it's funny when people still do the www. Have you ever put that in in your life? Have you ever typed in www? No. In the Kiwis, they have they say dub dub dub. Which I quite Do like. They? Yeah, when you, when, you, when you quote a website, yeah, if you just go to dub dub. You sure you're not thinking of the boy, the boy Scouts? No, I, I am not. <laughs> dib, dib, dib. <laughs> no, so anyway, if you look up Ed Byrne on Ed Google, you'll get to yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And he's all he's yeah. everywhere. And he's definitely at there. a place near you. Yeah. Okay, but um, we were talking about the fact you live in the country. Is that is it proper? Like you know, nineteen seventies rock star buys trout farm type living for you? Do you get it's up and chop nice. logs? And yeah, stuff? I do actually. I have a I have a chainsaw. With, wow, uh, which I, I was thinking axe, but you've gone chainsaw. I have a chainsaw. That is only because of the Texas reference. He wants to crowbar that in. <laughs> <laughs> I have a Kidney shapes from important. <laughs> King size bed. I, like that. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> I might applaud that. I do it so much. Okay, so you do all that. Have you got a dog? Uh, no, I don't have a dog. I have a cat. You can't, have a, you can't have a cat if you're a land, landlord <laughs> like that. No, but I can't have a dog if I'm on the road all the time either. But your wife's thing. at home. Can't she look after yeah, She them? comes a lot of the time on... Oh, hey. She, she <laughs> accompanies me. Accompany me? I talk for a living. <laughs> but she comes with me a lot. And, uh, you know, I mean, we have a baby now and people go, or oh, you can't commit to a dog, but you have a baby. But yeah, you can bring a baby anywhere. You know, babies aren't... And, you know, you can bring a baby on a plane and you can bring a baby on... Uh, not when I'm uh, on the plane, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> it's not illegal. We haven't done it yet. You know, whereas you can't bring a dog anywhere. So it's actually easier. Babies don't inflict, don't, you know, impinge on your travelling the way the way dogs do. do so you know, no, we don't have a dog. I was on an internal flight in the USA once and I could hear a dog barking mm. in the hold. <laughs> that was a no. terrible thing, yeah. Oh. The idea of this distressed animal be- beneath us <laughs> in the cold. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's the most. But so, so don't take it on a plane. Well, I just if I was going to live there, I'd want a red setter. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. Otherwise, what's going to? No, there is. It's perhaps proper country, but we 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 are not we're not that country folk. In fact, just even trying to you know adjust to life out there. Like we ran out of oil within a, a couple of months because I just forgot that there's an oil tank Olive that oil. has to be filled up. Heating <laughs> oil. Oh, you okay. have to fill up an we oil have to tank. Fill up, yeah, no. Oh. And we just ran out of oil. So we're and we were getting because we just moved in. We were getting the kitchen done. And so we actually ended up burning bits of the old kitchen to stay warm, which just felt very poor. That's brilliant. But it was actually quite cool. <laughs> that is fantastic. That we ran out of heating oil, so we're smashing up old kitchen cabinets that we were getting ripped out anyway and burning them in the fireplace because we also hadn't had, you know, hadn't bought the chainsaw at this point. But that could be habit form. If you're getting drunk one night, you're a bit cold. You'll have the whole lounge <laughs> piled up in the middle of the room. <laughs> brilliant. So it's, it's the really, it's the country life. I bet you've got Wellingtons and everything. I have, I have muck boots. Yeah. Muck boots. Muck, muck, that's every brand of Wellington. Oh, I didn't they're, know that. They're pretty good for w- riding horses. I don't ride horses. I've gone proper posh. Yeah. Except that I use phrases like proper posh, <laughs> <laughs> which implies that I'm not. I actually had a, a, a story in my last show about uh, the fact that we had pheasant for dinner one time, which seems like a very posh thing to have. But the reason that we had pheasant for dinner is because a pheasant flew into the patio door, broke its neck, so we ate it. That's. Which is quite. Uh, well, you know, that's, to that's, that's not even working class. That's proper. That's proper gypsy, really. Isn't it? You know, <laughs> meals on wings. <laughs> meals on wings. Yeah. Yeah. Fabulous. So you, you haven't been tempted to uh, to get the old uh, shotgun. No. Because this this is what happens when you move to the country. 
you see something on a tree and you think, what would it be like to see that explode <laughs> at, my, at my will? <laughs> we have it. There is a shooting club just down the road from us. Mm, so so that's, starts. you know, it is pretty... Clay, have you ever clay pigeoned? Have you? That, who hasn't? That's exciting. Do you know who I last went clay pigeon shooting with? Fred McCauley. Fred McCauley, the famous Scottish comedian who yeah. does the best baby sneezing impression I've ever heard in my <laughs> life. <laughs> You're going to have to take my word for that, listeners. We're getting, I, we're getting a bit too in now, aren't we? <laughs> People are just going. They're talking. They're talking about old friends now. No, but and their and their obscure impressions. That, that's why that I broadened, won't work on the radio. That's why I broadened it because everyone's <laughs> heard a baby sneeze, haven't they? Mm. <laughs> well, yeah. But I did ask. Well, you know, somebody then actually said that actually eating something that's died in your land is actually quite a posh thing to do. But they said that just by the way I told the story about it, I was clearly quite working class because I'd said that it flew into the patio door and not the French window. I, I uh, was so going to point that out, yeah. but I yeah. think you're guessed and it's rude. Because yeah. yeah. people in the country, they have those it, you know, like stickers you can put on your windows. Have you seen those with like a shape of a that bird? picture of a bird. Mm. And it's supposed to stop birds from flying into it. But I don't quite see... Well, I think it was, it was Jerry Seinfeld who remarked on the fact that I can understand them sort of flying into a window but you'd think they'd at least try and avoid the other bird that's flying towards them yeah you know in the reflection yeah maybe they I don't know maybe maybe the bump is still a popular part of bird culture do you remember the bump it's 1970s <laughs> dance sensation <laughs> yes you're right we'll I probably... was eight at the end of the 70s <laughs> yeah but you know I was I know who Alexander the Great is and I I, I didn't have to be there yeah but you don't remember Alexander the Great You'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank, we've had a text in about the lovely Ed. Oh, yeah. He's already the lovely Ed, you see. Oh, that's nice. Oh, She's yeah. won me over, this I have to say. Well, she doesn't warm to all the guests, no. so I'll tell you that. <laughs> no, I like Am I right up your strata? Oh, yes, you are. <laughs> well, it's early, Ed. <laughs> um, it's from Eleanor, who says, uh, you couldn't have picked a more perfect guest. I watched him on the Graham Norton show last night and Ed was non-stop funny. Let's hope for the same this morning. Well, sorry about that. That last thing was a bit dead in places, I think. But uh, I, I think we started strong. Well, non-stop funny. You can't argue with that, should exactly. No, I appreciate that. But then they do a lot of editing. You know, it wasn't like it was a live show. No. <laughs> but that was... I was with Helen Mirren and uh, Emily Blunt all over me. Sad Honestly. I mean, I expected it of Graham, but ladies, have some respect. Fabulous. <laughs> um, now, you're, uh, you're about to... Uh, to dance in public. Yeah, I'm doing uh, Let's Dance for Comic Relief. Are you a dancer by nature? I can imagine you um, cutting some shapes on the floor. Do you know what? I did once uh, in a bar in Chicago around St. Patrick's Weekend. Actually That's a great have, start to an anecdote. It is great. <laughs> actually had three black girls yelling, go white boy, go white boy, get to it, it's your birthday, as I danced in a bar that's so you know magnificent. that was quite that was a real sort of teen movie moment <laughs> and what, to get yeah. to it it's my birthday can you describe your style uh, mid 90s okay <laughs> <laughs> describe well, I, I, I learned I, I, I decided on a way of dancing in the mid 90s and I've stuck with it I think that's you know, uh, and you're not allowed to say what you're going to do on the show. I'm not. I no, I'm, I will tell you that I won't be winning because I won't be in drag. It's always a bloke in drag who wins. Yeah, it, yeah, it does really help. Really. So you're, you're doing a male. Person. I will be doing, but I will be dressed in an unflattering outfit. I can tell you oh, that. Well, much. I, should, I should hope for that yeah. at least. Uh, there will be no doubt as to the fact that I do not have a dancer's body. Uh, I, I'm doing a dance from a film. Okay. I'll, I'll tell you that much. Oh, God, it's getting like it's uh, oh. a film. You'll tease no more out of no, me. No, 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 no. <laughs> we shouldn't because, um, you know. Oh, it's good that you're, you're dancing. I'm selling crisps. 
We've both found our own little form of humiliation for comic relief. <laughs> but the thing is, you know yourself, when you, when you do like a TV show and you're on with, say, a politician or a musician and they say something that's sort of mildly amusing, they get a big laugh and a round of applause because they're not, you know, professional comedians. Yes. And now, that stands for comic relief, is like my turn to, to get that same sort of patronising adulation. Where, oh, look, he's managed to memorise some rudimentary dance moves <laughs> and not fall over. Look, congratulations. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't set yourself on fire while shuffling around a lot you'll on the co- You'll come over as a great guy. That, that thing does work both, both ways, because I did, like, quite, I don't know if you've ever done Question Time, but on Question Time, you don't have to be very profound to get a round of applause if you're the non-politician. I have done so, Question Time. So it is. I didn't, I don't think I did very well on Question Time. The thing that I don't like on Question Time, I hate when people do it, is when the non-politician always says a thing of just going, when are these bloody politicians just going to wake up? Yeah, and applause. Yeah, it's just a very easy, all politicians are... Cr- it's like it's like being the pigeon at Wimbledon, you know? Just, it just gets a round of applause just by dint of not being a tennis player, you know? Just, just landing on the net is enough to get a... It's a fabulous analogy. I'm, I'm, I'm very happy with that. Now, now you've been on um, more erudite shows than um, Question Time, because I only just discovered <laughs> this week your TV debut was on Blind Date. Yeah, oh. I'm guilty. I was a contestant on Blind Date. I was not. I was one of the people not being picked. Oh, okay. Yeah, so what do you think? There's four people on that show and two of them don't go on a date. You have a 50-50 chance. <laughs> and uh, I was one of the people who didn't. Were you, like, it. number three, in, all dressed in um, lycra? No, I and, wasn't uh, the comedy. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't, like, a novelty person. But I was mildly amusing, so she probably thought I was ugly. Uh, okay. I was number one, and uh, she instead she picked Gavin from the stripper from Kings Lynn. Oh, oh dear! That, I bet that, no yeah. good came of that. No good came of it. I tuned in next week. She hated him. <laughs> she hated him. But what was annoying was she hated him because he was just so big-headed about his muscles. But she picked him because he went on about his muscles. No, we we get the people we deserve. Isn't, isn't, yeah. that, isn't, isn't that just not that I'm bitter? Typical. But she was quite good-looking. How did you? Uh, how did you end up on there? What? What? Why did that? happen? It was that classic. You know, this is back in the days. You're not going to say your friend sent in the application form. No, right? not at all. We. we it was back in the day when we only had four channels and so we, myself and my mates we used to watch it and we'd be slagging it off and uh, and he said uh, you know he said well why don't you go on sort of thing and then it was just one of those weird fate things because then, then the following week I was working in the student union in, in Strathclyde Uni in Glasgow and the next so you were a comic already no 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 I was working as, as the vice president of the oh, student oh, union okay. and, and the, the, like the next week this envelope landed on my desk of posters to put up in the student union advertising that they were holding auditions for blind days and I went well that's that just is an weird. act of fight. so I put the posters in the bin to cut down on the competition <laughs> and, <laughs> I went to the auditions yeah, that was about the size I like the blind date with an element of espionage <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> and did did people recognise you after did people in that it's unbelievable it, even now having done you know the Royal Variety and and you know Des O'Connor and whatever with Graham Norton show I've never had recognition like you had for being on a show like Blind Date. Really? It was something like 16 million people watched it. Yeah. And it's also it's that thing of because you're just a game show contestant, people feel quite happy to approach you. If you see George Clooney 
you know, in a bar, you might go, oh, yeah. I'll leave him alone. Yeah. But you see somebody off of, I don't know, you know, whatever, Big Brother or, or Blind Eight, you'll, you'll, you'll go up to them. And yeah, because I... You couldn't go out to buy a pack of fags without ten people stopping you on the street going, oh! I saw a woman who um, hosted the Great British Quiz, which is on a a thing that's on at three o'clock in the morning, and, (laughs) you know, there's, like, seven numbers in a row, and you have to say what the next number will be, and there is no answer. Yeah. And people phone in for 10p. I I felt she was approachable. (laughs) (laughs) The funniest thing was the day after it broadcast, day after Blind Out broadcast, I went out and I just bumped into a guy in the street and he was he he he'd been at a party all night, and the reason he'd been at this party was because of their friend was the girl who was coming back from the previous date from the previous week. Okay. So this whole party had been had a blind date watching party, and then had been up all night, and everyone at this party had been watching blind date the night before. And he said, "You have to come to this party that was still going on." And so I arrived at this party, and these people all off their heads on various mind-altering substances. Just when I walked in, they could not believe it. It was like a mirage. This yeah. guy that had, they had just all been watching on TV the night before had walked in. It was like the TV had come to life. You, I think th- three people jumped out the window. You actually pioneered interactive television. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Yeah, I was the red button. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, um, if you want to go and see Ed on two, and you really should, he, uh, the tour begins on the 2nd of March, and then it's every Everywhere, yeah, everywhere till the end of the year. Um, it's been great having you on, Ed. I'm so glad you made it this time. I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad too. That was, glad there was I didn't have to swim across a moat of sharks or anything like that. <laughs> no, well, that's that's good. Maybe next time. This, this is Frank Skinner. This. Absolute radio. What do you make of um, the Sarah? What should we call it? Sheetgate. Oh, oh, Sally Burka. Sally Burka. Yeah, that's what she's speaker's called. wife. Photographed in just a sheet. Yeah, bed sheet. By um, um, an open window looking out over the Houses of Parliament. To be fair to, to Sally Burko in her bed sheet, I, I believe she is a paid accomplice on the well known Westminster Ghost Tour. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she's probably that just getting ready for it. work. Mm. Not such a bad thing. Why do people pose in sheets? They're not even sexy, it's just soft furnishings. I don't mind a fitted sheet. I find a fitted sheet can be very hogging in the, on, the, on, on the right curves. If you, can, if you can balance those elasticated corners around the, the upper regions, they, yeah. they, they, they don't just um, lie across, they cradle. <laughs> but she didn't really do that. I no. think she's, we have to say she's an attractive woman, is she oh, not, Sally Burke? Good-looking woman. Oh, well, God. I don't, is it, I, I don't know, is it just the company she keeps that makes her seem so attractive? I don't know if it's um, just well, in, co- just, in contrast. Well, I think the people on the ghost too, are they? You've got to remember a lot of that's makeup. Don't, don't write those people off. No, I just what think... What do you, you mean, know, um, the, in the, the, Mr Speaker? Well, she said that she was the Carla Bruni of English, of British politics. Right. Which is... Um, There's some doubt in your voice, Gareth Richards. Well, it's um, the slim pickings. She's oh, the slim picking. Oh, oh, it's all gone with Richard <laughs> Keyes. The old uh, cowboy actor. It's all gone Richard oh, Keyes. I think, you know, it's okay. I'd say she's better looking than uh, Carla Brunei. Really? No, yeah. Frank. <laughs> you don't think no, so? Carla Brunei's so. a supermodel. So. Yeah, but she's one of those supermodels who looks like um, she shouldn't be. Let's put it that way. Oh, God. She looks in pain, Carla Brunei. <laughs> Is it Brunei or Brunei? Carla Brunei. Okay. Yeah, it's Italian. <laughs> she looks in pain. Yeah, oh. she's <laughs> she's gone for the short the short politician as well. What is it with mm. these women? They go for the short politician, I suppose, mm. because they're tall. Maybe he's 
I, I think they just go for the politician. I don't think. I think the height is immaterial. Oh well, maybe you're right. But I saw um, oh, one thing I like because there's not about that she said, gave away st- stuff about their sex life, which she didn't. Mm. But she did say that they're just normal people, and that John Burko wears jeans at the weekend. <laughs> oh, wow. that's a bit grim. From Baby Gap. <laughs> <laughs> so those ones with the, the, the slightly quilted turn up. I mean, how cute. <laughs> Oh, yeah, got she said uh, she actually described him as. Uh, she said John is not, you know, he's not stock. He's he's quite he's smart, casual. Oh, so, oh dear. that's the worst that you can say about anyone. He's a very it? little man. You love him though. You won't have a word said against him. Oh, don't stop. What I spoke doing? to him for five minutes, and <laughs> so now I love him. Well, she said that. Um, pol- she says that politicians aren't sexy, but that power is an aphrodisiac, and so people with power are sexy. Did you think he was sexy? Um, no, <laughs> but I didn't smell power on him. I didn't think power at no. all when I was speaking to him. Didn't you? No, it was. It's hard to associate. I know. I know Napoleon was quite short. I lo- I saw a picture of them together, and I know people say rude things about the short short person with tall person mm. on on the on the bed front. But putting that to one side. It is it, no doubt in my mind that he could not put his arm around his wife. He, he wouldn't be able to reach up to put his arm around his shoulder. I think that's always going to have a distance mm. between the two. Unless he sort of leapt up and then held on like Alien. You know Alien? Like, so so, you, so you, you sort of latch onto the face. If you jumped up and did that. I'm imagining him, him now naked, she just in the sheet, and him suddenly like wrapping his head around like hoggy. Remember those hoggy bears you used to be able to get? You could fit on a bed. Pa- oh. So he's, she can hardly breathe. He's, he's, he's seeking suction where he can get it. Mm. Let me rephrase that. <laughs> He's doing everything he can to uh, to hold. I think we're near nearing the end of it. But she's an attractive woman. I'd say he's done very, very. He's batted above his average. Oh, yeah. oh, in this dress she's wearing, she's sort of wearing a giraffe print, which is unfortunate as well. Standing that's, next to her. That's just hammering it home. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and that that's hat, that hat with the false snow on the top. <laughs> that's just too humiliating. Okay, and I don't think he should have that uh, that leather jacket with the shoelace in the front. <laughs> oh, she's got him in reins. Oh no, she shouldn't that's do him in reins. Okay, is it? No, that's it's gone too far. <laughs> Next week, by the way, our guest is uh, Mark Steele, the, uh, the, the the comedian man, and um, you'll be able to listen to Not the Weekend podcast on Wednesday morning if you take time to download. Yeah, I'd appreciate that. I think there were some problems with the downloading this week, but they're all solved. Mm. I apologise for that. We've got Vicky Blight coming up next. No BJ this week. He's, um... I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. I meant Ben. Oh, no, it's the daytime. I'm trying to get away from this kind of material. Ben Jones is... I don't know where Ben Jones is. He's probably playing softball. Anyway, oh... Wrapped in a bed sheet doing a photo shoot. Do you think so? I I'm sure he'd yeah. keep the baseball cap on. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's a jaunty angle, just for the sexy look. Anyway, um, goodbye. You're listening to Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Trebor Softlings, bringing a softer, mintier feel to your Saturday morning. Absolute.